Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for being here. This is the podcast for Truth Reigns. And today I am with the lovely Patricia Crisp. And she and I have an amazing history. She was the first person that introduced me to healing, even though I wasn't physically ready for it. I am so glad. And she was the instrument instrumental person that I look back to and I'm thankful for. So it's such an honor to have you here with me today. So Ms. Patricia, talk to everyone and let them know what it is that you do. I am a classical naturopath, meaning that I do all natural healing. And healing entails mental, physical, spiritual, and energetic. So I have people coming to me for all all ages, even pregnant women. I take all ages, genders, disease, anything. And I have a scan and I help them heal. I can't heal anyone. But if the body can flow and it can communicate, then it can heal itself. So I have a scan that takes less than 10 seconds. And I've been doing virtual for over 10 years, which has increased because of COVID now. (laughs) And um, that will show me where the blockages are. And then I test to see what each individual person needs in order for their body to heal. And just because something's natural doesn't make it safe and nothing works the same for everyone. So I test each individual person because everyone is a product of what they have gone through in their life. And everyone's different. Even if you have siblings that go through the same trauma, it's going to manifest in two ways. Absolutely. And we can see examples of that. Um, I think there's this amazing picture that I see going around where you have two brothers that are sitting on the street. One is in a suit and the other one is sitting there crying and hurt. And they're both saying the reason that they are who they are is because they both have an alcoholic father. And so it was so impactful because, and I share that with a lot of my clients too, like just because you experience the same thing does not mean that that person identifies the same way you do. We're, we're all different beings. And you know, when clients come to me, I'm just like you. I specialize it just for them for what they need. This is not a one size fits all. Right. Yeah. So, so tell me what got you into this. Tell me what made you decide this was your passion. I was sexually abused um, by family and neighbors from the age of four through 12, actively suicidal from 12 to 22. 22 to 26, I tried to get other people to take me out of here, and that didn't work. So I went, I told the creator, obviously, you have me here for a reason, but I thought I was broken beyond repair. So I said, you're going to have to show me why I'm here. I divorced my husband. I shut down for three years and went on a journey of healing me. I had a degree in elementary ed. I opened up a daycare preschool in New Jersey that was open 24-7, 365 days a year for 20 years. Wow. And I went back to school. I got a degree in SOCH and psych. And I said, this isn't helping. I want to heal mind, body, spirit. 
I got certified as an HHP, a holistic health practitioner, which entailed certification in nine different healing modalities, including traditional Chinese medicine, got my master's in holistic psych and my uh, doctorate in naturopathy. When I got to a certain level of healing, all I could do was laugh. And I said, oh, yeah, there was no one to protect me as a child. This is why I opened up the center. And when I thought about that, as I'm going back, because I'm in the process of writing a book, what I was laughing about was my daughter used to tell my staff, oh, you could do anything. You could be late. You could do anything. My mother will not. It won't even phase her. But don't let my mother think that you have harmed a child in any way because God would not be able to, to protect you. <laughs> I forgot about that, but she used to tell my staff that. And then when I got to start healing, I told my staff, I said, you teach, I'm going to work with the children holistically. Every child that came to my center that was on medications, their doctors took them off within three to four months. Asthma is a sugar pancreas problem. I would not allow any of the children in my center to use a nebulizer. And I use lobelia um, extract and flower remedies. And all of them got off that were had asthma or any other diseases. Then the parents started coming in and bringing their friends and family. Even the FDA inspectors were coming in and I wasn't charging for the healing. Crater said, you need to go in private practice. I wasn't charging for the healing. I said, no, I'm making too much money. Five years went by. I woke up July 11th, 2007. And I said, I can't fight you anymore. I have this much faith. You're going to have to show me this is what I'm supposed to do. July 13th, I told my staff, my parents, and um, the state that I was closing. So by July 28th, I had sold everything in my business. All the children were placed in other centers. My staff found other jobs. One retired. And I said, oh, you weren't joking, were you? <laughs> and then I just continued doing what I was doing. And then a couple months later, my sister in Alabama sent me an article about this newspaper reporter that had gone to this doctor, a medical doctor, and had this scan done and this doctor knew all this stuff about him. So I studied it and then called the company and I went in and got trained and I was amazed. I took the products for two weeks and then the um, salesperson called me and she says, well, what do you think? And I sat down and thought about it and I was like, okay, I used to think I was getting a busy signal when I talked to the creator. I noticed I wasn't getting a busy signal anymore. And the other thing, and that's one of the products, the ED2 is what it increases charisma. It's one of the things that it does. And then the other one was the ED3. I noticed that no matter what time I got up in the morning to what time my day ended, I had the same amount of energy. That was the ED3, but that's what made me buy the system. Just those two things and... I've been, my first month, I went into private practice. I gave free scans for the first month and just had people um, buy the products, but I still tested to see mm -hmm. what they needed. I do not have a medical degree, but I am board certified as a drugless practitioner. So the companies, the manufacturers that I use, I have a company that's pharmaceutical grade from Germany. Their products are phenomenal. A company that's pharmaceutical grade from Canada, their products are phenomenal. 
and then it's some other companies in this country that you can't buy their products online. You can't buy their products in stores. Mm -hmm. But two of the wholesalers, in an effort to heal, uh, to make up their losses in 2020, they allowed us as practitioners to sign up for a program that allows our patients and clients to open up a free account with them through us and they can order wow. from them anytime. So I was like, that's really good. So in instead of increasing prices for people, they're actually increasing sales. And what's even better is the one company, they'll run sales and give it to our clients. They don't even give them to us. We don't give oh, wow. Clients get the sales. I was like, oh, okay. Let <laughs> <laughs> me be a client is what you're thinking in the background. <laughs> That's Can I cute. a different name or address now? <laughs> <laughs> But yes, yeah, so that's how I got into it. And um, and I tell people all the time, I, I even told the creator, I had no idea how much I understood the human body. I've always mm -hmm. known that the creator has always guided me since I was a child, but I thought everyone was like me. It wasn't until I became an adult and people would say, how do you know that? And I'm like, no, what? Why don't you know? <laughs> and, um, but I've always, we are spiritual beings in a physical body. And I'm to the point where I just trust and it's never been wrong. I'll be 68 in a couple of months. It's never been wrong. I have, um, but everyone is different. Every single mm -hmm. person is different. So I put the protocols together according to the individual and what they want. I love it. I love it. <laughs> One thing I would like to ask you is, and this is something that has recently come up to me, for me, is, you know, I do a lot of teaching of manifestation and abundance, and that's not just financially, that's life, everything. And one of the things that triggered me actually this week was I had a problem receiving because I've always been a giver. So talk to individuals about that difference, like to be always a receive or always a giver and then to fully surrender to start receiving. Yes. How do you teach that or show that? Who raised you? My mother. Okay, so that's where it came from, and I'm going to explain that. There are three root emotions. All disease is rooted in fear, anger, or sorrow. Yep. The opposite is love, peace, and joy, which is what many people are seeking. Mm -hmm. Fear comes from abandonment. Any human being, regardless of ethnicity, gender, or religion, that is not raised with both biological parents in the home every single day till they're 18, the body takes it as abandonment. It can also be if a, uh, a sibling transitions or if a parent is in the service and does tours or a truck driver or a pilot or even grandparents transitioning. And then the challenge is trust. They don't trust themselves, therefore they cannot trust others. The antidote is love. They don't love themselves. Therefore, they cannot give nor receive love. And until or unless they heal that abandonment, they will attract people in situations that will abandon them and or people in situations they will abandon before they get abandoned. And where it affects them is time. They're anal about being on time or chronically late. Then 
fear can cause anger. Anger mm-hmm. comes from how a person sees themselves, usually rooted in shame. And where it affects people is money. So when I'm looking at people that are challenged financially, I'm looking at shame. People that have money that are angry will spend it on others, but will not spend it on themselves. And then sorrow is the root to any and all addictions, whether it's sex, drugs, food, any addictions. Diabetes is sorrow. So I'm looking at increasing when I, increasing joy. Now, fear leads to anger. Fear leads to sorrow. People can only come from their wounds. No one's broken. No one needs fixing. There's wounds and there's imbalances. But when people, when people are children, children will never, ever condemn their parents. They think their parents are gods. They think something's wrong with them. So then they go on this journey of proving that they are worthy and deserving and giving to everyone all that they want and need themselves. So when someone tells me that, this is what I'm looking at. And I just tell them, I, you know, make a suggestion because I don't tell people what to do. It's simply when someone does something, or just simply start saying thank you. Even if you have to say it real quiet and your body sinks down, but just say thank you. Mm-hmm. and receive it yep that that was a huge one for me because you know on this journey that I've been on I, I've been on it for going on five years now and you know me being a therapist I knew a lot of how our emotions play part even though I was suicidal and I was going through all these things I didn't know how to control all of my pain. And like you said, it comes from those core things. And so as I've been working on myself, that's what triggered this week is that, and it was so ironic because last night I had dinner with one of my friend's boyfriends and he was talking and it was just like, that just came out of my mouth for him too. And I was like, creator, so you were preparing me to be able to deliver this message because I was able to relate to him. And it's, it's like you said, um, you know, by me studying the mind in the depth that I have with hypnotherapy and hypnosis and all the other modalities, that's the one thing I know that our foundation is built from zero to seven years old. And that the only thing we can remember are either extreme traumatic situations or extreme happy. Mm-hmm. And you don't remember anything else. But all of those things, all the things you observe, they're imprinted in our mind. And you don't understand that that one little simple thing can trigger your entire life. And one thing that I, I noticed is when I had done hypnotherapy on a guy, he's like, I feel like I am constantly searching for women, constantly searching for money. And, you know, I have this need to be successful. And he says, and it's destroying my relationships. And he's like, and I don't know what's going on. And when we did this session, we went back to, in hypnotherapy, we went back to his childhood. And when he was four, he was riding his bike. A dog started chasing him. He fell off the bike, ran into the house, told his mom, mom, look, I'm hurt. And the mom said, well, I have other kids. You're not dead. You're okay. So he runs up crying. Then he comes back down and his mom starts yelling at him because 
he left his expensive bike outside. So what that triggered was, oh, the only thing that matters is money. And women don't care about nothing but the finances. Right. And that like spun his whole life. And he's like, how did that even happen? He said, yeah. yep. and whatever age the trauma occurred, mm-hmm. you are still at the person is still at that age. It's not about healing mm-hmm. a 50 year old or a 40-year-old, or 20-year-old. It's about healing that five-year-old, that nine-year-old, the 13-year-old. Because until that's healed, they're going to be coming from that. So I even asked, it's so funny, I have men, older men, don't you act like you're nine years old when you get angry? They all bust out laughing. Yep. <laughs> and they can see it. And then right. they can understand it because people can only come from their wounds. So it's not about healing the trauma of your adult. It's about healing that wound of your childhood so that you can be an adult. And then there were two other things that you mentioned that brought up some things for me. All disease and every organ in the body has an emotional root. Nothing can manifest on this physical plane without it coming from a thought. So people tell me, oh, you can read my mind. No, I can read your body. Mm-hmm. And so if you tell me, you know, someone has cancer, that's long-term unforgivingness and or resentment. And then you take the organ. If it's lungs, that's grief. So that, you, you know, but everything. And when someone comes to me and they've been diagnosed with a disease, I'll ask them, when were you diagnosed? And I go back 12 to 18 months and say, what happened during this period? Because it takes 12 to 18 months for unresolved emotional trauma to manifest as disease in the body. And and then you're talking about childhood because yes, the subconscious mind, there are three ways to program the subconscious mind, which is 90 to 95% of our behavior. One is through deep meditation, deep relaxation, and the other is simply looking up. Think about children. When I learned that, so the instructor said, now think about children. And the first thing that came to mind was when I had my center, whenever I disciplined a child, I went down on my knees and looked them in the eye or picked them up. I said, wow, now I know why I did that. There are a lot of things that I did when I was younger. I had no idea why I did it, but that was why I did it. Because looking up and hearing that, that is going to program their subconscious mind. And then he said, now think about churches. And I said, oh, that's why we sat on the balcony in the church and never sat downstairs. Because this way I'm like, yes, but all of this and the body and we don't we can't control this this is how the body is formed and how it functions but it's about knowing about it and then being able to heal from it absolutely and i'm glad you said that because inner child healing is the most important in my opinion from me is the most important healing you can do for yourself because I, even as an adult, we always say, well, I now can understand. You as an adult can understand, but that three-year-old cannot. Cannot. So let's go and and let's heal that. Let's talk to that three-year-old and let that three-year-old cry. Let that three-year-old talk to us and tell us what we need. Because once you heal that inner child, 
then that opens up a whole lot. And, and it, it, for me, it was a little scary as I was going through it because I didn't live the best childhood. I was terrified. But what I kept going back to was a lot of my life was stemmed on me watching my father beat my mother unconscious. Yeah. And it all kept stemming back to that one thing. And now I can stand back and say, okay, they had a very toxic relationship. <laughs> you know, I'm sure they were both at fault, but the three-year-old and the four-year-old didn't understand that. You know that. And then it's not like, I will, who raised your mother? Both of her parents. Were both of them in the home every day till she was 18? Yes. Were any of them in the service? No, but she was the baby of 24 children. Oh, goodness. Okay. Did so, any, did any of her grandparents die before she was 18? Yes. Okay. So that's abandonment. Mm -hmm. Who raised your father? His mother and father. Okay. So both of them in the home every day, either of them in the service? Mm -mm. Grandparents died before he was 20, 18? Mm -mm. Okay. There's any siblings that died? Yes. Yes. So that's the abandonment. You can actually, the medical researchers and scientists have proven that when the egg that was created, that was fertilized, that created you, it can have seven generations of unresolved emotional trauma mm -hmm. from both sides of the family. Absolutely. So with your parents, you can go back and see how many generations mm -hmm. of abandonment there is. We are spiritual beings in a physical body, which means we are energy where we vibrate. We attract people at that same vibration. It yep. was the wound of abandonment that attracted your parents. Did they stay together? No. Yes, because they had not healed the abandonment. Now, for your father to be abusive and your mother to tolerate it, both of them were abused when they were children or saw abuse when they were children, and neither one of them had Healed. Everyone is doing the best that they can with where they are. They can't do better until they know better. And okay. so much stuff happens when they're children and they just carry that on into their adulthood. I guess it was about seven or eight years ago, I started suggesting to all my parents, all my clients that are parents, every single day, tell your children, I love you and I'm proud of you. And I told them, I said, if they had older ones, I said, they're going to ask you, why are you proud of me? Because mommy, I got an A on my test. Oh, I'm so proud of you. Daddy, I made the soccer team. Oh, I'm so proud of you. But what that teaches a child as they grow up and go through life is that they have to do something special for someone to be proud of them. Every single person in the world is a child of the creator. There is nothing greater. We can't be better. We can do better, but we can't be better. Simply being ourselves is enough. So telling a child every single day, I love you and I'm proud of you, teaches them that they are enough simply being themselves. And that's important. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I have five beautiful grandchildren. Oh. And they're all girls because I had boys. I, and I, got all five, girls. I have one daughter and five grandsons. <laughs> oh, that is funny. <laughs> But when they're with me and they're accustomed to it now, because when I, like you, I pick them up 
I hold them or I'll come down and talk to them if they're too big. But, and I never realized why I did that. And so when you said that, I'm like, I do that too. <laughs> but what I realized with them is when they're with me, I have them walking around and we're saying affirmations. Yeah. I am worthy. I am loved. I am deserving. I am at peace. I am happy. And do they know what that means right now? No. But when they do realize it, when they're older, it's already ingrained because they're all between the ages of two to four or five. So they're in the best age for us to instill this, you know? So the other question I have for you, what, it, what would you tell an expecting mother that is pregnant, how to go through with their healing and realizing the things that they have going on as they're pregnant with a baby? What I would suggest is because the body can only do what a person believes. It's impossible. And the brain isn't that smart. The brain doesn't know the difference between what happened to us and what we believe. But the body, the mouth can lie, but the body can't. And what I would suggest to her is focus on what you want for mm -hmm. your child. And that's it. And just, that's it. Nothing else. Focus on what you want for your child because that's how you manifest and that's how you create. And they do know now, even the doctors know that if a mother goes through trauma, that can be passed to the child. Mm -hmm. um, what many people don't know though, is if a father does not want a child, that child has a 237% chance of being mentally or physically challenged simply because the father does not want them. But the mother, focus on what you want. See this beautiful baby as healthy, happy, and that's it. Don't, don't listen, don't, you know, I, I'm, I had a friend that told me, he says, I've never seen anyone make people invisible the way you do. I, I just don't, I live in my world. This is how I function. I focus on what I want and this is what I do and this is what I deal with. And all that other stuff, I've learned to just tune out. I don't criticize other people. I don't judge them, but that's not how I live. But just, you know, focus on what you want for your child, not what you didn't have and you want the child to have, because focusing on, oh, I went through this when I was a child and I don't want my baby to, that's the first way it's going to make it happen for your baby. Yes. So it's like, you know, <laughs> oh, She's beautiful. She's happy. She's been, she loves life. She's healthy. Focus on what you want and speak it. Mm -hmm. yeah. and, and I do a lot of that teaching as well, because now as a mother that was wounded is standing back, looking at her children. And, and I made a post the other day that I got so many people laughing at me about it. I'm like, I understand why parents have a hard time letting go of their adult children. It's because we now are standing there like, Oh my God, that is not what I meant to have. <laughs> Please let me fix it. Let me fix it. And your kids are like, no, like stay away. And, but it's, that is the thing because like, and, and I love giving people examples and, you know, like for, uh, there was a situation when I was pregnant, I had a baby shower and one of my aunts brought in like 
all of this cleaning supplies like Clorox, washing powders, all this stuff, right? Soap. And I was like, oh, thank you. Because as a young expecting mother, I'm excited because these things are expensive, right? Yep. And I was like, thank you so much. I need all this. She goes, I know you do because your mother, you were nasty. Your mama let you be nasty when you were a baby. And I don't want you to have a nasty baby. And it was so offensive. So from that point, I was like, my child would never be nasty, ever, right? Guess what he is now? He's a 25-year-old germaphobe. Well, guess where that came from? Because mommy wouldn't let you get dirty. Mm -hmm. And now you're standing back. And I'm like, but that's not what I wanted to happen. I just wanted to make sure you were always clean. (laughs) Not to turn into that. And I don't think parents realize the impact that we have on children and how, and like you said, how much, because one of the things I do is theta healing. And a lot of what we do in theta healing is understanding why our emotions are the way they are and what diseases are. So when people come to me with an issue, the first thing I ask them, how does this benefit you? And the first thing they say, this doesn't benefit me. We don't hold on to anything that does not benefit us. So it's benefiting you some way. Now let's figure out how it benefits you so we can dig deeper to figure out what the root cause is. And people are just blown away like, whoa. Yeah, because they're not taught this anywhere. The other thing, any place, the other thing is I explain to parents, a parent's job, parents are not responsible for their children except legally. And that is different in every state because the laws for children are different in every state. Mm -hmm. Parents' job is to teach their child how to love themselves and how to be happy. That's it. That's how, you know, that's what a parent's job is. Parents are not responsible for their children. Mm -hmm. And many don't know that because that's not what's taught and that's not, yes. And yes, and in this capitalist society, capitalism <laughs> capitalism means that we're in business to make money. Absolutely. And that's all it is. Everything else you have to learn yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So final closing, final statement. If there was one thing you could say to the world, what would that be? My wish for the world for the past four or five years has been, I wish that every single person in the world would be healed mm-hmm. and feel like I was listening to a speaker a couple of weeks ago and they were saying heal the land no heal the people and fill the world with love I firmly believe that we were all put here to enjoy this journey we were not put here to suffer Absolutely. and that's what I do is I help people enjoy this journey and that's my wish for every single person in the world that they all be healed and filled with love absolutely that's beautiful and i second that that's my purpose in this world too is and i guess in closing statement is letting individuals know that they're that we're here to help and that the only reason you're not experiencing these things in life is because you're standing in the way of it. You've come gone through a wound. 
I tell people, I've got to the point where when I stopped judging me, I was shocked because then the whole world really opened up and I have no judgment of anyone. There is no human behavior that I don't understand. Um, and, you know, I don't judge anyone. I don't condone all behavior, but I don't judge it. So I had an older white guy and he was sitting here crying one day and he said, I don't understand why I'm crying. I said, because you can feel that there's no judgment, it's safe and you can just let go. Yep. And that's the, people don't understand how important that is to be able to walk into a place and feel that safety and that security and to allow someone to be vulnerable. And the one thing that I always teach my clients is being vulnerable is the strongest and best thing you can do for yourself. So when people say being vulnerable is weak, that is the biggest lie that has ever been told. The biggest lie. Being vulnerable is the best and the strongest thing you can do because when you're vulnerable and you put yourself out there with, but put it out there for you, not for anybody else, but being vulnerable to you. And when you do that, like you said, the people you start attracting all create the safe environment Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because you're going to attract other people that are vulnerable, loving, and nurturing. Right. And the the greatest entity on this earth is love. There is nothing more powerful than love. But the human body can only give to others what it can give to itself. So it's important. Learn to love yourself. Loving yourself unconditionally means you love yourself in spite of. And then you can give and receive love. So learn to love yourself. Trust yourself. Mm-hmm. and forgive yourself and then you can allow yourself to be human and enjoy this journey mm-hmm. the way we were put here because we were all put here to enjoy this right. and and that's important that you said forgiveness yesterday I was speaking with a person and they said they went through this seven-day seminar about forgiveness and they were teaching that forgiveness is giving up your power and I was like what claiming your power Right. And that's what I said. I said, when you go into a forgiveness exercise with me, you're forgiving you. Not you can forgive what that person did to you, but you have to forgive yourself for being in a situation to for that all to happen. But you have to forgive you because you're the one that's walking around with all of it. And yeah, go ahead. When, you, when a person forgives another person, that gives them freedom for them, not the other person, but for them. It's just like I, I suggest to people, people a lot of times say, oh, do unto others as you have them do unto you. No, do unto others as they're, as they're supposed to be done mm-hmm. and treated. Treat people the way they're supposed to be treated, mm-hmm. not how you want them. Yeah. But treat people and divine order means that everything that happens to you is for your good. It doesn't simply happen for a reason. It's for your good. And if it appears to be negative, find out what the lesson is so you can learn it and keep it moving and it won't have to happen again. But yes, (laughs) (laughs) yes, I love it. It is always so amazing to talk to individuals that 
that understand this because it's like sometimes when you're teaching it people are just looking at you like what and I'm like I promise you it it is amazing if you tap into you and figure out what you want and what makes you happy and what's good for you then guess what you get around you guess what happens in life you know like my husband I met him during the worst time of my entire life and this was when I was just starting and what I realized with him now is I stand back and I look and I'm like he was everything I wasn't he was consistent he was disciplined and he loved himself over everything else and he always says my job isn't to control you do what you want to do because I'm going to do what I want to do. But we have a bond that is amazing. But what I learned from him was how to love myself. And he said he learned that at a very early age. It's like, if you don't love you, then how can you love anyone else? That's right. You can't. And that has been life changing for me because I had to say, why don't I love me? What is, why do I not love me? Mm -hmm. I can't expect no one else to fill me with love if I don't fill myself with love and take the creator's love. And so when I focused on the creator's love and my love for myself, Mm -hmm. the love just is everywhere. Yep. You know, and it's beautiful. Yep. And as you know, I give affirmations. I love me now. I trust me now. I am safe now. I am deeply, deeply loved. And I suggest that people say until they believe them. Just brainwash yourself into positivity. But it is impossible for the human body to give to someone else what it cannot give to itself. Mm-hmm. So it is important to love yourself, trust yourself, respect yourself. And then you can give it to others. Absolutely. And so in closing, I would like to say to everyone, we are here walking into our purpose and our passion to heal, to help heal individuals. We can't heal you. We can guide and we can bring in the things. We can bring your attention to it. And it's up to you to actually do the work. All we can do is guide you, but understand that once you start pulling back those layers and you start accepting yourself, the beautiful life that we all think is a dream can actually become reality real quick. And there is no judgment when we work with individuals because We've seen it all. We've been through a lot of it. The people that we attract are normally people that we've shared the same wounds so we could help them get through those wounds. So we understand not only from a physical and a mental, but also emotional. And that would be how I would close this. And so I'll let you say the final words and then... We will be done today. Okay, just sending love to everyone and be very kind to yourself on this healing journey because you're dealing with a child. So think about a two-year-old, a five-year-old, a six-year-old, a 10-year-old, how much their brain can comprehend and talk to yourself as if you were talking to a child that age and be very gentle and very kind to yourself on this journey of healing. Absolutely. 
Well, Miss Patricia, it was an honor today to, so to talk to you and I'm sending you so much love and healing and blessing and to everyone that is listening. I love you. I, I hope you tap into the individuals into your inner child and show your inner child some love. And with that, I will see you all later.